0: hello and welcome to the taylor with me podcast i am your host eric taylor and today we're going to be interviewing a semi-retired tech guy slash semi-retired investor now full-time podcaster give it up for david beckmeyer david it is amazing to have you on the taylor with me podcast how you
1: doing i'm doing great how are you doing and thanks for having me
0: all right anytime man and i'm doing great i can't complain it's a very it's a very nice day today um you know went out, went outside once it was it was pretty nice i liked it but um yeah tell me a bit about yourself along tell me a bit about yourself you know I listed like um two things you used to do and one thing you do now tell me a bit (laughs) more about yourself
1: (laughs) yeah so I mean I I guess I'm a a tech guy and kind of a science nerd and um that's kind of taken taking me to where where I am now um with this podcast uh and yeah and weather-wise we've it's been I'm out here on the west coast we've had just crazy rains and uh and so now we finally have a sunny day today. It is a little chilly, but it's at least sunny, which is nice, man. We have not seen the rain. I've not seen the sun for a while, so it's like a new thing. What's that big thing in the sky? I haven't seen that in a while. But yeah, yeah. so that's my back. Yeah, right? So that's my background. That's that's kind of I I've, I've been a tech guy. I was, a, I was I was with Earthlink if anyone still remembers what that that was uh, back in the day when we were rolling out internet to sort of ordinary people through dial-up. We were kind of the we had that thing where you could take a CD, if anyone knows what those are, and you could put it in your PC back in the day and you'd be online in a few minutes and, and you wouldn't be online in one of the walled gardens, like the early AOL kind of stuff. You'd actually be out there on the real internet. So that, that was pretty cool back to be able involved in that back in the day.
0: Mm, okay. So, um, I'll be honest. I want to, I want to know what made you want to become a tech guy in the first place?
1: You know, it was kind of an accident. Um, I was in school for math and physics and I had a buddy, you know, back in those early days that, you know, said, Oh, I'm doing this. I found this, you know, this company that work, i worked for this company. They like people that do math and working on like video games. I'm like, what's a video game. Um, so I, I, he said, oh, come over. I, I bet you there's, there's something that you could do there. So I, I went with a buddy and went and like worked for, took, took a gig, you know, as while I was in college, working with a video, working with some video game stuff. And, you know, I was like total math nerd. So like the stuff I was doing was like low level things of how to do, signs you know cosines and signs more efficiently on these older processors you know that that had a hard time doing math and stuff and for games you know you need to do a lot of math as quickly and those early processors didn't have much horsepower so you're trying to do a lot you know to get a frame rate up and this kind of thing so they were into the geeky math stuff that i I could do so I, i that's kind of where i started and then i really just kind of I just never stopped. Like I took a day off to go do that (laughs) and I never left. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Like, wow.
0: So like, you know, you, you took one day off and you just never left. You just made it your full-time thing at that point.
1: Yeah. I mean, pretty much. I mean, I finished school at that point. I was like, okay, school isn't very interesting. This stuff's more interesting. So I sort of wrapped up school as quickly as I could. I figured out what's the shortest major I could finish with and did that. And then, uh, and then I just sort of stayed in, in computer science, software development networks, you know, once a uh, network started to be there, then I got more involved in that. So I just pretty much, that was just my career launching by accident pretty much from then wow. on.
0: Okay. Now, speaking of speaking of which I want I wonder about school, like I'll be honest, like if you have if you're like about if you stay in school for about if you have to stay in school for about two years or four years, is there like a way where you can just easily wrap that up? Like, would you have would you have to just do extra work that no one else is doing in order to like just wrap it up like that?
1: Yeah, it's it's probably it depends a lot on your major and what you've already got going on. But, you know, yeah. and I, had, I I was I was one of those guys that was I went in like full steam ahead. So um I was like doing summer school and taking extra units. So, you know, I had a ton of units. I just need to sort of organize them into a major. And so it wasn't too bad. I had to wrap up a couple of things I didn't have. So in my case, it wasn't too bad because I was close enough to get a major um, that I could finish with enough units because I had done, like I say, a bunch of summer school and stuff. So I had way more units than I really needed.
0: Ah, Okay, got you, got you. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Cause like, so if you were to stay in school for, so if you were in a two, so if you uh, pursued a two year degree, and you want to wrap it up within like a year, you would just pretty much have to just do the extra work like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, as far as I know, I don't know any secrets. I mean, um, you know, people often, I, I was mentoring, you know, high school kids about college and, and what they're, you know, how to get, in, in, you know, how do you get good grades and stuff? And it's like, well, how do you get good grades? You sort of read the, read the co- the professor's prospectus and do the, do what they want. <laughs> you know, That's how you get good grades.
0: Ah, okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. So, um, I'll be, I'll be honest. You also said, I also said in the beginning, you were a, uh, a retire uh, like a retired investor. Like, you know, tell me like what, what have you invested in? Like, you know, throughout the years.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's the it's the Silicon Valley tech world. And there's a lot of mythology about that, that, you know, Oh, you just write a business plan on a napkin and you get a bunch of money and it all turns great. But you know, the vast majority of them sort of fail in one way or another. So, you know, I, I would say all the the different exits, most of the companies probably you have never heard of, but you know, some of them had okay exits, even if they aren't kind of household names, uh, you know, where somehow they were bought by somebody or they went public enough that you could get, you know, some return on that investment. And, you know, and most of them kind of go somewhere where you either get your you know, kind of break even or you lose money. And a few of them, you know, you sort of make some money and every once in a while you land one that makes pretty good money. So, I mean, I think maybe a brand that people would kind of know is the the tile thing, right? So the little thing that you can put to track your stuff. We invested in that company okay. early on. Uh, that's one that people might know. I was in, invested in something that, you know, it's changed names so much now because it's been acquired no, a number of times, but we invested in a, a thing called bash gaming, which was like at the time it was their, their big thing was, was bingo. Like, and I'm like, wait, bingo, why am I even doing this? So it was bingo. just like, yeah. So they had a bingo game at that time. It was a bingo game primarily in Facebook and then, but pretty quickly it, where it really took off is when they did like an iPad version of that pretty early on in the iPad's life. So this, was, this goes back a few years, but they, um, So, you know, so yeah, they had they had basically the most popular bingo game. And and that's something I really learned about that part of the gaming world, that that type of gaming is kind of like the Candy Crush and all that, that like people spend real money to buy fake things in the fake world. It's like, wow, that's crazy. And, you know, so you have millions and millions of users and there's a tiny percentage that are sort of funding the whole thing because most people don't pay anything, but a few do.
0: You know, now that I think about you know, now that you put it that way, yeah. Like, why? I wonder why do people spend real money to buy fake things in the fake world instead of buying real things in the real world? That I actually, yeah. Now that I think about that, why? <laughs> I, I mean, that doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, it's got to be some kind of a sort of fulfillment thing. Like, there's something they're not getting in real life that 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 they can get in the sort of game life. You know, the game or, world.
0: Or- well, yeah, no, I, I think, uh, I think to an extent, like for some people, gaming isn't is kind of an escape from the real world. So, okay. Yeah, I see. I, I definitely do see that. I definitely do see that a bit. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's fulfillment. It's like you said, it's fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, but, um, yeah, so like, I'll be honest, have you, you're, I mean, are you, were you a gamer or still a gamer?
1: You know, I don't do much gaming anymore. I, I definitely did in in the early days many years ago, but I haven't been heavily in games for a while. I do some, uh, I still do some like airplane simulation stuff and some car race, you know, sort of, you know, uh, first person car, car driving, because I, I also track on real racetracks with real race cars. So I sort of use that, you know, to practice sometimes.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really played video games in a while too. I'm not saying I've, I mean I'll be honest, I would still play them, but it's like eh, I don't know I, I just wouldn't play them as much and or I don't know if I were to buy a game, I would try to beat it as quickly as possible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know probably I don't know so it's not so I won't be wasting my time. I would probably try and play if I were to if I were playing video games right now, I would play it at least once or twice a week then call it that and then you know focus on stuff that's actually that'll actually benefit me in the real world. And, you know, pretty much I, I, would pl- I would play it in moderation. I wouldn't like, you know, chronic. I wouldn't like play it every single day because I'm 20. I, it's like it, it was it was fine when I was it was fine when I was younger, but I'm, I'm I'm 20. So it's like I can't I can't be doing that every single day. I need to I need something to do.
1: Yeah, and there's a balance in there somewhere. because I, I think it is probably good for you sometimes to have like a distraction and a place you can kind of a zone zone into a place. But yeah, they can also go the other way where it's yeah, taking away too much of, of, of the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I want to talk about uh, yeah, your podcast. Like, uh, so I'll, I'll be honest. How did that come to be? I want to know.
1: Yeah, so I, the title of, of it is Outrage Overload, and that's pretty much how I got there because I sort of reached my kind of outrage overload in this kind of this political climate that we're in where – the news media is constantly trying to get us mad and the, the candidates and politicians are trying to get us mad all the time. And they're trying to tell us the other side is doing these terrible things and you should be mad at them. And so, you know, send me $10 so I can fix it for you. Right? Or You know, get mad and send me $10. This is kind of the message. And the news media wants us all agitated. Social media wants us agitated all the time to keep us on the platform. And and i think i just kind of reached my limit at some point and said what am i doing what? you know cuz i was kind of the guy that was out there like oh, i'm posting on you know twitter blah, 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 this thing happened you know blah 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 I was kind of resharing that stuff and getting all angry about it and everything and i'm like this is you know what am i doing this this is not helping <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're like what am i doing this is not helping <laughs> i mean yeah, you're, t- you're right though it's not
1: Right. So then I kind of started to just investigate that a little bit more and sort of this whole outrage. I call it, well, I'm not the first one to coin that word, but like the outrage porn and the outrage media, outrage industry, you know, basically that there's this whole uh, media landscape and this whole industry that makes money off keeping us outraged and and agitated and and all all the time. And that applies to sort of TV and 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 online, you know, and of course the also the political campaigns, you know, if you if you accidentally give ten dollars one time, but it's like you know they'll 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 track you forever now.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Uh, I'll be honest. Outrage porn. Like I want I want to know. Like what do you mean by that? Like outrage porn.
1: Yeah. And I'm not the first one to use the term, but I will I I will explain it. I think I'm using it maybe in a more specific way or maybe even a more broad way. But but yeah, so I I look at it as those two words are perfect. And so I actually like the term because on the outrage side, what I mean by outrage in that context is kind of like um, is kind of a blanket or conceptual term for the set of emotions and particularly kind of anger or moral indignation is, is, is the most common kind of emotions. You know, even though fear is part of it, but we never really want to admit we're, we're fearful, but it's kind of anger and and moral indignation. And then the porn part is because, I like that having that term there, because we actually are addicted to it. Like we actually want this stuff. Like you can see that in the data. I talked to scientists about this. And you know, we actually like seeing the other side do dumb things, because it makes us feel like good. It makes us feel morally superior that we made the right choice you know, that we're on the right team because we get to see that other side do something bad.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, in this day and age, like I know a lot of people are addicted to porn, though. It's just
1: it's true. I'm
0: not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not I'm not going to lie. Um, I, 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 I just I don't I don't like the idea. I don't like the idea of like porn. I don't like the idea of porn. I just, you know, I'm well, just I'm
1: not- and I'm not really talking about the triple X rated stuff. I'm just talking about like, you know, all these things that the news, news stories that tell you about, you know, if you're, if you lean, you know, Democrat or whatever and there, the news stories are going to tell you all the stuff Republicans are doing bad. If you lean, you know, Republican, then they're going to tell you all the stories that de- Democrats, all the things Democrats are doing bad. So you can get mad about it. And, oh. uh and keep watching their program. So that's the context that I'm using the word porn. And oh. and, I, and I mostly use porn just because it is one of those addictive things. Like we, we get addicted to seeing, you know, if I'm a Democrat, I get addicted to watching the Republicans do dumb things or bad things. And I, if I'm a Republican, I get addicted to watching or hearing about Democrats doing bad things. Cause like I said, it makes us feel morally superior to the other side. Like we made the right choice. We we're on the right team.
0: Oh, okay. No, that case. I'm, I'll be honest. I don't lean towards any of them. I, it's like I don't, I don't lean towards any of them. To be fair, I'm, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. And um, yeah, they, I'll be honest. They both do bad in their own ways. It's like I'm like, all right, what's, what's the point then? I mean, I, I just wish that there was either a third party or like you know, or a pres, or a president who wasn't part of any, any of those parties really, who was just independent. Because I don't know. Plus, I, I just, I just really don't see. I, I don't see a point of a two party system because it, it keeps us all divided, divided anyways. Right. I mean. You know, it's like uh, our country. Our country is red, white, and blue, and you know, one side is red, one side is blue, and the middle is white, and they're all divided.
1: Well, and I think that yeah, and I think there's more people like you than you know than they really want. Of course, you know, there is there is this. I don't know. You can throw around whatever number, so don't don't take these as like I know this scientifically, but it's sort of like just again, rough figures. There's like sort of twenty percent on each end of the spectrum that are really hardcore, you know, on whether. Blue or red or or Republican or Democrat or whatever, there's like twenty percent. And there's sort of the rest of us, you know, that are maybe lean a little bit this way or a little bit that way, and it might even be issue dependent, or we sit in the middle. You know, I think there's kind of the rest of us that don't do that, but but they really like to leverage that base and draw people in. And um, you know, and that's kind of kind of how they how they make money it's how the social media platforms make money that they keep us online uh you know and they try to find whatever will make you mad now in your case maybe it's not politics maybe it's something else but there's i bet they're still doing it try to find stuff that will make you mad
0: uh i mean i mean yeah i mean yeah i mean there are probably certain things that make me mad i try not to really get mad at most things because it's like i don't know there's it's just to me it's just really no point getting mad about it Just like you know you just got to gotta do something about i mean like you know there are things that irk. there are things that like irk me a little bit but you know it's like i don't think it really makes me completely mad because at the end of the day i'm just not surprised anymore i'm really (laughs) right it's like at at this point i'm not surprised anymore like you know one thing that really did one thing that really did like you know irk me was um was like you know recently there was something there was something in the news about this um uh transgender person like shooting up a like a school and killing um uh, i i forgot how many i forgot how many kids but like I, I thought i heard it was a christian i heard it was a christian school and it and they killed like you know uh christian children along with some adults i'm not gonna lie that just, that just that just that just like you know made that made me a little upset but at the end of the day i wasn't really surprised and you know it's like you know they they didn't come out they like the white house didn't come out in support for like you know um the families who were affected by this instead like you know they affirm their um you know their support on transgenderism and i'm like that's not a problem but i at the end of the day like you like the least you can do is address that right they haven't addressed it once
1: address which part uh
0: that uh you know about the uh you know anything uh about the mass shooting like you know with the uh transgender with the transgender person shooting up that uh christian school uh with uh with the kids and all that
1: yeah, I don't know if they've come out with a lot of motive on that yet, and what's going on. I mean, in terms of the the shootings out there, I will say that you know there's been hundreds and hundreds of these mass shootings, and I think only uh, four of them have been binary, non-binary people identified as non-binary. So you know, it's hard to say that you know transgender is the problem. I mean, the vast majority of those shootings are cis oh, white men. <laughs> oh,
0: I, actually, actually no, actually no. This wasn't even a. Actually, no. This was a like biological woman who said that she was a man so i mean
1: oh okay that's interesting
0: uh, okay yeah okay yeah no I, I can't even say she was really transgender I, I think she identified as that but i don't really know what she identified as i'm just gonna see it. i i just say it how i just say it how i see it it was a it was a it was a woman who was dressed like a man that, that's all i'm gonna say
1: right but i'm just saying that's not a trend like that's not yeah like, yeah no it, yeah no, it's, it's definitely a, the, it's definitely an exception
0: yeah no it's not yeah no it's not a trend it's not a trend i'm just saying i'm just saying like you know that just it's, not, it's just like, you know, it hurt, it hurt to me, but I wasn't really that, I wasn't really that surprised at the end of the day. Well, I mean, and
1: the fact, if you actually are not out there getting mad all the time, I mean, that's a, that's the good headspace. I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to, you know, kind of encourage with people on my podcast, right? It's like, you know, um, you know, kind of be introspective, try not to be reactive when they try to say, cause you, you know, if you go in sort of, they call it inoculation a little bit. If you sort of go in knowing they're trying to make you mad all the time. Then you can try to be less reactive to it and say, yeah, that's a they're just trying to make me mad. Let's slow down, let's take take a breath and uh, you know before we we react to it because of course, they want you to get agitated. they want to fire off that you know kind of ancient brain, get those emotions firing, and then you're gonna do you know, what they want you to do, you know, which is kind of stay on the platform, re- re-share things, like things, post things, you know, and that's what they want you to do. So, you know, the fact that you're in that place where that's not, they're not, that they're not able to do that to, to you as much is great. I mean, that's kind of where I want, I, every listener that I can help sort of get to that place. That's kind of the goal that I have. I don't, I don't care what your views are. Um, you know, at least with this podcast, it's not the place for that conversation. I mostly just want to, you know, talk about, some of this some of the science. So I talk to scientists about, you know, what, you know, what are these techniques they're using? How does the psychology work? You know, what is the data shown and stuff like that. And then I try to talk to whoever will listen, you know, have whatever experts I can find of like, so, okay, so what are some things we can actually do about it? Because I what I don't want to sort of be is outrage porn about outrage porn. I don't just want to say, well, this yeah. thing's going on. So that's it. I want to say this thing's going on and maybe here's some things we can do about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you know, at the end of it, at the end of the day, plus it's um, the best thing you can do is like you know, find out what you can do about it. It's like I don't know. It's like there are then now there are certain things that really do that do piss me off, but it's like I I I, I rarely, and I, I and I mean this like I rarely get pissed off, and it's like there there so like there are some things that like really piss me off, and there but like most things just don't really piss me off as much. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I don't even get. I'll be honest, like. The only time, the only time I'd probably get, the only time I would probably also get pissed off is if you like you were just repeating it in my my ear. If you said it a couple times, fine. But if you just keep repeating it, I'm just gonna get it. I'm just gonna get annoyed <laughs> because yeah. it's like because it, it's like, bro, is there a reason why you're saying this saying this over and over and over in my in like in my ear? I mean, it's like you know, it's like I will be honest. I can even laugh at my I can even laugh at myself. I don't even get I don't even get upset when I, like you know. Their insults at me. I just laugh them off because it's like it's if it's funny, it's funny. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> but it's about it.
1: Right. Well, that's I mean, that's a good attitude. I mean, that's 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 great.
0: Yeah. Some yeah, some of the insults I actually might even be true, which is why I laugh. So <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, and I just yeah, and I just fix, I just fix that from there because, you know, yeah, it is what it is. I bet I've always I've always learned. I've always known how to laugh at myself. Don't know. Don't know how or why I just do
1: yeah. Well, that's a healthy thing. Yeah. But um, I tried, I try to do that too, as well. I mean, like I, I kind of try to be somewhat aware of my limitations and I, I let people, I let that stuff, you know, mostly roll off. I, I mean, obviously we all have our hot buttons once in a while, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, basically I know I'm just a dumb dude, so that's fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um, also like, also like, you know, just, just like, you know, just saying like, you know, one thing I do one thing I do feel bad at times is like, you know, every time when I feel like it's like because one thing I do feel bad about sometimes and this is something that I can't control, but I still feel bad about like because I feel like every time that when there are times when I, I think I should be happy about something or smiling, it's like, bro, my face is just straight. I'm like, OK, it's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's like, OK, I mean, like and if I try to smile, it would be forced. And I'm like, bro, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just going to. Yeah, I I feel bad at times where I think I sh- I feel I believe I should be smiling, but I don't smile because it's like it's always it's always been that way. I don't know why either.
1: Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. So I mean, so I, oh, sorry. I mean, go I ahead.
0: Can, I mean, I can still show emotion. Don't get me wrong, but it's like certain things. It's like it's just I don't know. I just have a straight face all the time.
1: That's that's funny. my brother is kind of like that.
0: Yeah. Really? Really?
1: Yeah. He's always sort of been that way. Mm. Yeah. So, so you don't get that involved in, in politics?
0: No, no. I mean, not really. No, I don't really, I don't really care that much about politics. I, I know some, but I don't know a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably, probably a safer, probably a, a better bet to not be, that that's the problem with a lot of our society now is we get so embedded in this stuff, you know, and you have somebody off in Washington you know, what does that person really care about you and your local neighborhood and what's happening where you live? You know, they're 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 off serving some national agenda, you know, there. But we have this in our heads because we keep getting fed that that somehow that's the most important thing going on is some kind of national polit- political issue.
0: Yeah. So um, uh, what are your suggestions for, like, you know, people to, like, you know, not get uh, pissed off about, like, you know, this type of stuff and uh, just accept it and, like, try to accept it. And, you know, to an extent, if they can do what they can. And like, you know, what, what can they do about it pretty much if they can do something?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, is sort of the, the, the cliche stuff that people think, well, that's just dumb cliche things. I guess it's a little bit like when we talked about what can you do to get good grades? Well, you can put the work in, right? Um, do your homework. But, um, but yeah, so some of it is basic stuff, like, um, you know, just kind of realizing your limitations. Like if you have, some people have, you know, you could say that the outrage overload is actually kind of a, you could call it sort of an empathy overload. It's like, we can't fix all the problems in the world. We can't, you know, so you can have this empathy overload where you're just, you know, so many things are getting thrown at you. So many things are wrong in the world or in the country and you keep getting, you know, people just keep telling you, here's another bad thing. Here's another bad thing. Here's another bad thing. So one place to start is just kind of realizing that you just, we just don't have, you know, you you don't have enough hours in the day to fix all the problems. And so, you know, kind of trying to realize that and be, be kind to yourself and say, I can't fix all problems. So you may, maybe there's an issue you want to focus, f- focus on. That's great, but you just can't fix them all and just realize that that's, that's out there and you just can't, it, you, nobody has the, nobody has that superpower to, to just solve every, every world problem. So that, that's one thing. You know, and some of the basic things are, especially if you feel yourself starting to get a little bit riled up and agitated, you know, just, you know, do that basic stuff of slow down your breathing, you know, um, try to maybe, maybe walk away. Um, For a little while, get off social media or whatever platform you're on for a while, you know, get off for a day or two or at least a few hours and, and find something that uses some energy exercise. I mean, that will help. So some of this basic stuff like that, another thing to avoid is things like don't doom scroll, like in the middle of, you know, at bedtime. Like, like, so pick your times of when you're going to go dive into social media. Um, You know, if you you maybe don't do it right before bed, because that's a time you're trying to relax. And also it's supposed to be a safe space. And here you are getting inundated with these scary things. Um, And so those are a few simple things. But, you know, so that's some things you can do that you'd be surprised, even though those seem dumb, little simple things, they can actually play a a pretty big role, especially, uh, you know, kind of putting it away for a while.
0: Mm, yeah, no, that's really great advice. I mean, yeah, you're right. There's simple things, but it's good advice. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I don't think I've ever been one to doom scroll at all, whether if it was on Instagram or TikTok or any or any like social media app in general, because like, it's like I don't know. It's like it's like it, once again, it's like I'm trying that those. That's the time where I'm trying to sleep, and it's like I'm not trying to scroll at eight o'clock. Then you know, look up at my phone to know that it, that like realize that it's twelve o'clock or three o'clock in the morning. So I mean, you know, that's. Right. Like, yeah, that's the space where, you know, it's like I'm I'm trying I'm trying to sleep, so yeah I, I don't I don't doom scroll scroll at all. I mean, you know, if we're talking about like literal scrolling through posts, yeah. I probably scroll I probably look at 10, 20 posts and you know call it a day because it's like I I just can't see myself scrolling through posts like you know whether if it's people who post about their life lives or just like video videos that happen that I happen to like that the algorithm recommends I can't do that all the time like so i don't don't really know how people on tiktok can do it i I just can't do it
1: oh yeah they do though i mean they they go on there for hours
0: yeah and it's it's not it's not good it's not good for you either i mean like like, you're looking at your phone some of them uh, some of them be scrolling for like six hours for like three hours straight i've not six hours is crazy but no three hours is kind kind of an accurate time two to three hours oh yeah
1: easily yeah yeah
0: you know that's that's more of an accurate time i was gonna say six hours but Yep. Well,
1: I wouldn't be surprised there are people that do for 6 hours, but yeah, certainly like you say, it's not uncommon at all for 2 or 3 hours.
0: Yeah, not. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't be surprised if it was 6 hours either. I'm just trying to like, you know, pick Next a time frame that's Yeah. <laughs> right. Like right, more. the
1: 6 hours is probably a little more rare. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, what do you what do you think of what do you think of TikTok? Cuz I don't Man, have, t- I don't I don't have the app, so I mean
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, uh, I have it as a researcher. I don't actually, literally, I don't have it on my phone, but I, I do spend a little time there. I don't spend a lot. My, my wife's pretty into it. She spends a lot of time on TikTok. So to some degree, she's my curator for TikTok. But um, yeah, it's an interesting platform because it has, you know, we don't have the visibility and, and transparency there. So we don't know a lot about how their algorithm works or what kind of content they're either pushing or, 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 or you know, I wouldn't say blocking, but maybe just de-emphasizing. Um, so that's a thing that concerns me a little um, is like what, it, you know, because the thing about these social media net, networks, they all, especially when they have a, a volume and a, an audience that that's big, that, that that is that big, they have massive amounts of data on us and they really know a lot about our behavior. Like they know more about us than we know about us in many cases, especially if we spend a fair bit of time on there. And it's, and it, they definitely have the ability to manipulate us, if you know, and however they want to, more or less, right? So that makes me pretty nervous about TikTok. That there's, it's almost like a little bit of a black hole. Like we don't really know, and we don't really have much visibility into any of that about that company and about their algorithms and so on. I and mean, we don't have that much of visibility in the other, other uh, social media company e- companies either. But TikTok's even worse. So. But you know, and, and and I think TikTok and and YouTube have really become the the information sources for uh, young younger generations. And I don't think you know sort of the landscape, the 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 regulatory landscape, nor just like, over, you know, you've got these octogenarians in Congress like they don't know what TikTok is. <laughs> you know, they barely know what Facebook is, right? And that's twenty, you know, fifteen year old technology or whatever, right? So you know, or what a blog is. And here they are, you know, now, now that you've got TikTok and they really, you know, don't have, how are they supposed to understand what that is? So that, that makes me a little nervous that I, I think that TikTok and I would say YouTube as well are really becoming sort of the dominant information source for a large segment of the population. And we don't really know very much about that. Like what, is that doing to people and how is that working? And th- that makes me a little nervous. And I, I think it does run some risks for, you know, what effects on society is that going to have?
0: Yeah. You know, I completely agree with you. Like, you know, I'm definitely concerned about like, you know, how it's affecting people in the long run too, because we really don't know um, how, how we really don't know anything at that, that point only, you know, they, only the people behind the like scenes. know, but like we, we don't know at all.
1: Right, we have some, you know, it's it's like the classic experiment where you can sort of see it from the outside, but we can't see it from the inside, you know. And there has been a, a fair bit of research on Facebook and Instagram, and Instagram is probably, you know, in some ways closer to TikTok than some of the others. So there's some data there, and we know very clearly from that data that it has been quite harmful. Um, and that was, you know, that's Instagram with less video and more more photos. And it's it's been incredibly harmful. I mean, there's a lot of reports about the uh, mental health issues with teens and young people going through this sort of um, jealousy type things and, you know, lowering self self worth because these people are everybody's putting up sort of this. created world, like it's not really who they are, but they put up this manicured version of themselves that makes it look perfect. And then you're thinking, why are they perfect? or their life's perfect? And my life's not perfect. So you start feeling inadequate. And we know that about Instagram. Now we we don't, haven't had those kind of studies a lot with TikTok yet, but you can imagine if it was true with Instagram, it's going to be true with TikTok, maybe even worse.
0: I think I'm not going to lie. I believe that there are people out there on uh, TikTok who do post their Failures and post their like you know inaccuracies like sometimes sometimes on pur- sometimes on purpose thinking it w- it's good for con- it's good for content but you know just... yeah
1: oh yeah well it is part of that outrage you know everything you've got to somehow stand out right you got to somehow stand above the crowd and yeah whether it's outrageous because they're you know of the, because it's super manicured or maybe it's outrageous because maybe it's the other direction I'm gonna create this I'm you know having a terrible ter- much worse time than I actually am and try to go in that direction yeah.
0: i mean yeah like you know it's true you do have to stand out on tiktok because like i'm not gonna lie uh, me and my friends were kind of talking about we're kind of talking about this too um we said we believe that there was a time where you could get big on tiktok but like you know that that time was like back in the early days when tiktok first became a thing uh but now it's like it's harder it's hard to like really blow up on tiktok because like everything has been done already what else can Mm -hmm. you do I mean, because yeah. there, because there's still people who are trying to blow up on TikTok.
1: Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's become a very aspirational thing.
0: Yeah, but it's like everything, is, everything is taken now. So it's like you know, if you can, if you can make up something that's extremely, extremely rare that no one has done already, then I, I applaud, I applaud you. I mean, as long, I mean, as long as it's not, as long as it's some, as long as it's something harmless and not immoral, then like you know, I I'll applaud you for that. But um, you know, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to like you know, really blow up on a. Up TikTok now,
1: well, I mean, and that's just... another—that's another case of this feeling inadequate and hurts your mental health because you know what is the way that anybody sort of measures a, a good t- TikTok channel? It's by views and likes, right? So and reshares, I guess, but especially views and likes. And so you go on there and you sort of got this mythology. You've heard this story about everybody blows up on TikTok. So it must be really easy and blah, blah. And you go do it and you, you know, and you don't because most people don't, right? Very tiny percentage are out there with big numbers, right? So now your number, even if you're, in fact, this is an interesting bit of research too that like, you know, there's people that are frustrated about having like hundreds of, of views, you know, uh, and they're really frustrated. Wow. hundred only have a hundred subscribers only a hundred views and they're really frustrated. And they have this, but, and they found those people with like tiny numbers like that have the same emotions of people with maybe 50,000 views still feeling like that's not enough. You know, like, like they have the exact same level of sadness about it or mental health issues about it. Whether it was 500 or 50,000.
0: Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, when I was younger, I used to think that like, you know, people with 50,000 views on a certain platform wasn't um, beneficial at all, was like, wasn't much, but like now that I'm older, I realize that it's like, actually, that's actually a lot if you really think about it.
1: Oh yeah. Well, and it's also a, clearly a huge difference between somebody that has, you know, a few hundred and somebody that has 50,000. I mean, they, it's, it's, that was a very, that, that survey kind of shocked me that they found that it was the same kind of emotional trauma from <laughs> because they had fifty thousand, but they wanted, and they were saying the same things, feeling the same way as the person that only had five hundred. Like it wasn't enough. Like there was never enough. There was no number that was enough.
0: Right. I mean, I feel like we just live in a very. I feel like we live in a very. Uh, no, not even feel like. Sorry. Like I gotta. I gotta work on that. <laughs> I believe. I believe that we live in a ten- that we live in a numbers and an attention economy too.
1: Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because I I, I got to really start like I, I'm trying to I'm trying to like, like work on saying I believe because it's like when you say I feel it's like that's your feeling like you got to believe something. And I believe and I believe that's the case right there.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think that's kind of when I when I talked earlier about this idea of the outrage um, industry, that's kind of the same thing. It's like a it's a synonym for, um, th- yeah, this attention economy is the same kind of thing. Like we're out there trying to get attention, whether it's the professionals doing it. You know, and that's the other thing on TikTok, that, the reason why some of this uh, mental health stuff happens, because, you know, you see these TikToks that, you know, they try to make them look like it was just a guy taking a shot. And you, you go behind the scenes and there was a crew and there was a team and there was three weeks of brainstorming and, you know, and everything else to make that 15 second video. Right. And we're out there just thinking it was just a 15 second thing they just did you know and like i said when you go behind the scenes it was a whole crew and they spent hundreds of thousand dollars to make that little tiny video and we think we we wonder why ours doesn't compete with that right right
0: <laughs> i mean i'm not gonna lie it's like i i, I think i i think i have tried i think i have tried doing stuff like that but i'm like bro all for one i i didn't want to I'm not going to lie. I didn't want to put in a bunch of work for like a little video. If, I, if I'm going to put in a lot of work, it has to be a, a huge video, like probably a 20, 30 minute, one or one hour video. Like it has to be like, you know, to that. It can't just be 15 seconds or something like that or something little like that. It
1: well, just can't. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Sort of speaks to this attention economy like that attention for 15 <laughs> seconds is worth it to that brand, you know, or whoever's funding that that TikTok. It's worth it for them to spend that money for that 15 seconds of attention and 15 seconds multiplied by all those views. But, you know, yeah, it's crazy. Right. I mean, to me, that's that's just that tells you that uh, that attention economy, like it's got value in the commercial world. or they that's how they're they're valuing things these days. They're not going to necessarily make any money off those videos even if you know now smaller producers are trying to make money from advertising stuff like that but those brands they don't care about the money from that ad they just want to show off that brand and get you you know excited about the brand and so they'll spend that kind of money for that 15 seconds of you watching that video and thinking that brand is cool
0: yeah plus if it's a success like you know they're just going to make the money back so i mean you know
1: Right. They're exactly. They're trying to hope to make the money somewhere else. But I mean, yeah, that's that attention economy. It's become that kind of. It's traded in that way. Like they'll, you know, there's somebody that wants to pay that money to to produce that little short video.
0: Yeah, I mean, like you know, I do have, I do have, hope, I do have hope that like you know the attention economy kind of, you know, I, I I I have hope, I have hope, I have hope for it, but um, because I'm, I can I consider myself a little bit optimistic about it. Like, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. It's like, it's just, it, I feel like it's just, I, I believe it's just getting worse and worse. Like, you know, each day I've, I've hope, I've hoped that it would get better though. I do, but you know, I've got, I gotta, I gotta be real with myself.
1: Yeah. So what, what do you think contributed to you having a, a, a pretty healthy connection or, or use pattern with, with, uh, with social media? I mean, cause it seems like that's a little bit of an exception in your generation.
0: Um, I don't know i mean actually no i do know um well i mean as a kid i didn't have a i didn't have a phone i played with toys i watched cartoons and yeah i pretty much did everything a kid would do i went to the park i did all i did all that stuff i play i play with action figures so i mean plus also, also as a kid when we got our first phone i actually asked my aunt if she can get me a toy instead of a phone Cause it's like that's how much I didn't really care about. The she still got me the phone. Don't get me wrong, but I didn't use. I, I, <laughs> I didn't use. I, I didn't really use it as much as my sister used her phone. I mean, she. My sister was on social media way before me. I mean, the only time I would use my phone is like to play games, but that was about it. Then obviously, when I got older, I started watching YouTube, and you know, then you know, it all went. For, it all went from there, but. I still wasn't necessarily on social media. I I I'll be honest. I used to not like Instagram. I used to just say, "Oh yeah, what, what's so good about Instagram?" But you know, then I went on Instagram, and for a little while, I did care, I did care about the likes and follows and all that stuff. But then it's like I'm like, bro, I don't I don't care about this anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. I I don't even post that much. I only if I do post, I only I try to only post like one story a day, then like you know do something else scroll like scroll for a couple of minutes obviously scroll for a couple of minutes and like just do something else because it's like you know at the end of the day it's like there's a there's a life off of social media so i mean the only time the only time i'm really on social media is to like you know post if i post a quote that's in post a quote that's in my head that i either made up myself or i got from on someone else (laughs) or just simply you know promote my podcast because you know need social media for that at least Mm -hmm. has it's good for something. That's about it.
1: Mm-hmm. So, when you were a kid with that, without a phone, I mean, was that like you were like the exception, right? I mean, how how was that dealing? Did your peers tease you or anything like that, or did they just dealt with it?
0: Not real, not really. I'll be honest. And even if and even if they did, I'd, as a kid, I would. I don't think I really noticed noticed the hate. I mean, yeah. I mean, as a kid, I would. As a kid, I did get um, picked on. Picked on in middle school a bit for being for being quiet and secluded to myself but I, i'll be honest i just didn't care i was just chi- I was just chilling as a kid i mm-hmm. didn't really i really didn't care <laughs> it's like and that's what some people admire, uh, admired about me it's like i just didn't care i don't know some people some like you know that's what some people admired about me even my friends and it's like eh. but I, I don't really like i don't really like to say it like that cuz i don't really like to say it like that cuz like i feel like if you have to say it then it's not true but <laughs> right yeah but it, you know it's it's true i like, actually know that's that's mainly what my parents admired about me not even not even friends mm-hmm. some of them like like some of them did but some of them you know just you know liked me for me it was about it i did once again i hate i hate so I hate saying stuff like this because i even say i even say this too like if you have to say something then it's not true
1: yeah i get it i mean i'm, I'm the same way i i don't like you know, pe- people ask you stuff like, "Hey, what are you proud of this week?" It's like I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Pride.
1: Pride feels weird. I don't even. I don't even like that word.
0: No, that yeah, fact. Yeah, no, yeah, facts. Exactly. That's ex- that's how I feel about it. But yeah, that's what my that's what my mom and my dad told me. So I mean, I'm just going off of what they told me. So yeah, that's that's just that's just me though. I mean, I don't really, I can't really speak for everyone else. That's just me. No.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's interesting though.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Um. Any uh, yeah, anything else? Uh, well, what? If, well, yeah, so go, oh, ahead. No, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna. I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, you know, what advice would you like just give to anyone in general who, you know, should take a break from social media?
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of like what you're saying, right? The uh, there's there is life out there, um, and uh, you know, maybe maybe find another hobby that that involves the outside world (laughs) exactly i'm not gonna yeah
0: exactly i mean some i mean someday someday i want to someday i actually do want to travel somewhere i don't i don't know where yet i actually know i do japan japan and india but maybe some other places too but someday i do want to travel eventually and take my dogs with me so you know but yeah that's just that's just me and uh i used i also used to not go outside as much i'm gonna at least go outside once or twice a week during the summertime, but because it's like, you know, you have to get out, you at least have to get outside every now and then.
1: Well, and travel is actually a good advice as well because you get perspective uh, about, you you get to see other parts of the world and get to see how other people look at things. You get to see some other worldviews. And also I think you get perspective on home too, right? You can kind of, you can take a more outside in look at what home is like, right? In either America or your own neighborhood, whichever way you want to look at it. And you get a new perspective both on the rest of the world. You also get a new perspective on yourself. And always expanding perspectives is always helpful.
0: Yeah, exactly. Of course. And, um, you know, I'm willing to, like, you know, expand my perspective on, on the world, too. And, uh, you know, by either traveling or just going outside, doing something, doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was sure. gonna, yeah. And also, that's kind of one of the reasons why I didn't go outside. Because it's like, I really... Unless I wasn't work, if I if I unless I wasn't working, if I wasn't working or doing anything productive, or I don't know, at least going going to get something from the store, I really or walking my dogs in general, I really had no. My mindset is like I just have no reason to go outside. Then, like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I walk, like smell, the, smell the daisies, like, like uh, that. What what am I gonna do? It's like it's just it's just a waste of time if you're especially if you're not working or
1: doing anything well getting sunshine is good for you
0: oh that's it yeah yeah of course but (laughs) yeah no that's good that's good for you i mean i would just have to have somewhere to go i would just need to think of somewhere to go that's about it like to walk to walk to and walk back somewhere (laughs) that's peaceful and interesting because i'm not i'm not gonna walk somewhere where it's loud and just absurd but that's just that's me you know, it's like I, I need so I need something to do and somewhere to go in order in order for me to go outside. Because I went to I went to I don't just want to go to the same place all the time every time when I want to go outside. I, I need different places to go.
1: Yeah. That's always it's always I'm a little bit that way too. And then I do I mean I, I walk every day, but I also it is more fun when you sort of have a destination of some sort. Yeah,
0: yeah. And uh yeah. So I kind I would like to get out in my neighborhood too. I, I don't hate i don't hate it but you know it's, it's nothing to do nothing to do so i mean it, it yeah but yeah, that's that's why i at least want something like that's why i need a job cause, like so i can have money to at least go somewhere go to the go to the mall or just trap or just like i don't know travel to a different borough on the long island railroad because i i live in it i live in a city so i mean you know it'd be great to travel it'd be great to like you know go to another place and see and see about that like uh, I, there's a different part of New York that has a, that has a different beach, a different be- beach that I would like to go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, I've been to the, like, there's a beach where I'm at, there's a beach in like Brooklyn where I'm at, but well, I'm in Queens, so there's a beach in Brooklyn, but I've been there so many times. It's like, I don't care. I just, care. <laughs> it's like, but uh yeah. uh With that being said, that was it for today's podcast, David. I uh, appreciate you for coming on and like talking to me, man. This has been a great conversation.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Eric. I really appreciate it.
0: Anytime, man. Um, So you have a great rest of your day, and you stay safe. You as well. All
1: right. Take care. Bye-bye.